0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob
1: Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain that everything you've been taught by the real estate industry Is completely wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. But you probably figured that out by now. I am joined today by my phone in guest, Brian Clark from a whole week ago. Brian is from New Jersey and has another question. Now, he is one of the very few people that get to do two podcasts in a row. So he's like a superstar. Kind of the opposite of a supermodel, though I would say. So, Brian, how are you? I'm I'm good, Bob. How's everything in New Jersey, where everything is Uh, illegal? You can't even turn left, (laughs) Ramon. Have you been to New Jersey? You can't turn left. I don't know what they're doing there. It's crazy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, jug handles. Yeah, it's a
1: jug (laughs) handles. They call it. Uh, So that means something completely different to Ramon, but don't go there. Okay, so. so you had a, pri- a pricing question, right? Yes. Tell us the story. You're going to go on a listing appointment, something like that?
2: Yeah, so this was a, a cold call on, uh, from Monday. You mean that cold
1: um, calling crap works? What? <laughs> apparently it does. Oh, People my goodness. Oh, yeah. For Pete's sake. Okay. I guess you got to go then. Where Where um, are they moving to?
2: So it's an inherited house.
1: You Where is their money right. moving to? That, I did not ask that Oh, quite. now here's a coaching opportunity right here. Right here. So uh, when they say it, we inherited the house, um, you say, when you say we inherited the house, how many people are dividing the money? Do you know that? One person. Okay. That makes it simple. That makes for less arguing about the inheritance right there. So, Well,
2: we'll, mm-hmm. we'll say a couple, like husband and wife.
1: Yeah. Well, then there will be arguing with or without the inheritance. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> so um, I hope my wife never listens to this. Ramon, did my wife ever call it? No, thank God. Okay. He's, he's reassured me that will never happen. Thank goodness. So um, she gets enough of this baloney at home. She doesn't need to hear it on the radio. Now, um, so when I sell your inherited property for scads more dollars than it's worth, I'll be handing you a very big check and you're either going to spend it or you're going to invest it. Uh, And now here's what spending means. Spending means go to Vegas, gamble it away, buy a boat, buy a car, buy lunch, buy something, depreciating assets, that kind of thing. Investing means pay down existing debt, um, mutual funds, or other much higher performing real estate. So what are you going to do? Spend or invest? So that's the way you ask that. Okay. Okay. Now, just asking that question that way makes you sound like the smartest realtor in the universe and they're always going to list their house with you. So I'm always looking for the opportunity to to say that, to ask that question. And they're going to say invest and it's going to be almost always. They're going to say mutual fund. Uh, Usually it's going to be mutual fund or pay down debt or it could be other much higher performing real estate. So it doesn't matter which one. If they said, uh, well, we're thinking of doing other real estate, then you say, great, I'd like to share you my – you know I'm, that that's my opportunity to give the fearless agent investor presentation. Um, so that's that's what would happen then. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. Okay. So um, so we want to figure out what fair market value is. All right. So let's just talk about that. Fair market value either has no definition or it does. It is either an objective thing that we can all agree on or it's just whatever I feel like it should be based on comps and no two agents would ever agree on it or uh, something like that. Okay, Like an agent in Florida would think fair market value meant something different. But actually, there is a definition to fair market value. So this is it. If I have a listing and I am only getting three showings a week, there's no way I could argue that it's underpriced. Wouldn't you agree, Brian? In fact, it's a little overpriced, isn't it? There's no way if I have a listing that's getting three showings a day that I couldn't argue that it's underpriced. It is a little underpriced. Not a lot, but a little bit. So in between – Being a little overpriced at three showings a week and being a little underpriced at three showings a day, there's one showing a day. So if you have a listing, I don't care where you are, what price range, what state, and it's a single-family home and it's on lockbox and the people can see it whenever they want. They don't have an angry tenant scaring them away or you're not raising uh, uh, rabid chinchillas or something like that. Then... uh, If you're getting one showing a day, assuming that the market is not tanking, then I know you're going to wait no more than 30 days to get it sold at the asking price. That has been my experience, which is uh, over 30 years in real estate. So – and any agent that's been in real estate for 20 or 30 years, they're going to agree with that, Okay, So the the actual definition – a fair market value is the price at which you think you would get one showing a day active in the MLS, okay? So that's what, we're, that's what our definition, Brian, is going to be from now on. We're not going to say, oh, I think it's comps or schmops or something else like that, okay? You're going to use comps, of course, to, to arrive at this maybe, but that's it. So now the other thing is the buyers don't care about sold comps. So if let's say the market is going down rapidly. Would the sold comps matter, Brian? No. Let's say the market was shooting up really fast. Would the sold comps matter then? No. Well, when do they matter? Oh, that's right. They never matter. That's right. They (laughs) never matter. Yes, it's about the actives because – the customers only see what is for sale. They're not looking for houses that have sold that they can't buy anyway. So the competition, you have to compete with the competing listings. That's a fact. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take your subject property and it is uh, – uh, what year was it built?
2: uh 1963.
1: Okay. So this is an old house. Uh, is it in a rural area, or is it, you know, like like lots of vacant land around it, or is it uh, dense?
2: Um,
1: Can I hear cows it, or it, chickens anywhere in the neighborhood?
2: Well, there's farmland near it, but the area that it's in is fairly is dense.
1: So it's neighborhood either. after neighborhood after neighborhood, like that kind of thing, right?
2: Uh, yeah, but this is like the very outskirts.
1: Well, that's what I'm asking. How far is it in miles from – if I which, which direction would I drive to get to the nearest major metropolitan area? On the compass, <laughs> which direction would I drive?
2: Uh, north.
1: And when I drive to that major metropolitan area that has a million people in it, what's the name of it?
2: Philadelphia.
1: Okay. So it's this is a suburb of Philadelphia. Yeah. How yeah. many miles is it?
2: From Philly, mm-hmm. uh, 30.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's called out in the middle of nowhere, kind of. So that's bad. You know, that's a bad thing. Not a good thing. Let's put it that way. So even though it's an older house, it's kind of out in the stick. So in 1963... You might have, might as well have been on Antarctica when you were out there. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It was in the absolute middle of nowhere. So how many square feet is it?
2: It was uh, 1,296 or 1,300.
1: Okay. And how many bedrooms?
2: Three bedrooms.
1: And bathrooms?
2: Two full bathrooms.
1: And do you have any reason to believe that the lot size is larger than a normal residential size lot, which is seventy five hundred square feet, roughly?
2: Um,
1: you're asking me to do math. No. It's, uh, a, <laughs> do you know the square footage of the lot?
2: Yeah, I just did it. Yeah, I have the. Well, it's it's like point four acres. So that's that's normal. Oh, that's
1: way area. bigger than a normal residential size lot. That's a lot of yard to mow, as I like to say. Yeah. And then uh, – well, that's proof it's in the middle of nowhere. And then parking, garage or – how no, many garage? No garage. Okay, no garage. No garage. Now, I happen to know you have snow in New Jersey. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So in 1963, when somebody built that house, they did not build a house without a garage. You know that and I know that because they would have to be a psychotic hermit out in the middle of nowhere to not have covered parking for their car, right? Right. So in 1963, when that was built, it was a two-bedroom, one-bath, I'll bet, and somebody added another bedroom and a bath and used the garage. They enclosed the garage. Do you think I might be right?
2: I would say that's probably the case.
1: Okay, so, and it's one story. Yes, and right. that's the only good news in this story. No, that's fine. Okay, so one story is better than two stories. So now, what you're going to do is what the buyers do. The buyer who is willing to live in this house, uh, you're going to say, "I want you to do a search in a ten-mile radius, ten miles north, south." east and west. Because if I'm a buyer and I buy a house and then you say, hey, Bob, what was the farthest house you ever even looked at and considered buying from this house? It's not uncommon that I would say 10 miles, especially out there uh, or five miles. So you never know which edge of their search you're going to end up at. So Look 10 miles north, 10 miles south, and you're going to search actives. And what is the highest price fair market value could ever be ever in your imagination right now, knowing what you know so far?
2: Uh, it, it shouldn't be any, any higher than 200000
1: So I want you to search 200000 and below all the way down to zero. Pretend you're searching for a buyer who would consider this house. So you're searching 200 and below and you could go to 225 and below and and forget the year built. That doesn't matter. Uh, search uh, 1,100 square feet or greater, all the way up to a million square feet. Search three bedrooms or greater. And then search uh, – more than one bathroom, one point one bathrooms or greater. and then uh, there is no covered parking, so we don't want to worry about it. and search single level houses only because single so you're searching equal to or greater than in every way. So two story is worse than one story. Yours is one story. So if it yes. was a two-story house, you'd be searching two stories and one stories, which are better, and not three stories, which is worse. And there is no basement?
2: Yes, there is a basement.
1: Oh, he's now nah, he's throwing in extra stuff. Okay. Do you know what's in the basement? Like a freezer full uh, of human heads, probably?
2: Probably. It's uh, unfinished, but it's a full basement.
1: I can smell uh, it from here. <laughs> That's God's country. Okay. So... Uh, I would forget about the basement then. So this is called a ranch-style house. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Even though it has a basement. So um, and the basement's just kind of a junk storage area. It's nothing to get excited about. Obviously. Okay. So now you're going to search the ten-mile radius, actives only, not pending's only actives, no solds, actives only under two hundred thousand, and. Uh, adjust the two hundred thousand up or down in ten thousand dollar increments until you get results in the amount of about fifteen or twenty. so when okay. you get those fifteen or twenty, print them all out on a one sheet of paper with one photo, full remarks, realtor remarks, and public remarks, and the feature list, and then stack them in order of um, price so that the most expensive one is on the bottom and the cheapest one is on the top. So then you pull that one that's on the top and you look at it and you say, if Bob was going to give me my subject property for free and this active comp for free, so there's no price attached to them, And all I have to care about is which is a better investment long-term, and I'm going to have to live in it for you know 10 years, let's say. Which is going to go up in value the most in 10 years and be livable? And then the top one, maybe, because that's the cheapest one, is going to be not as good. And you keep going, do that exercise until you get to the one where you say, I'm really not sure. Maybe this one would be You know, it's kind of a toss up. I'm not really sure if they were both free, which would be a better investment long term, which would be, you know, they'd both be livable. Okay, that that house, then that's the one we're going to make adjustments for. So we'll make adjustments based on the value. So the square footage difference, let's say there was 100 square feet different. What do you think that would be worth per square foot? (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, I'm a terrible agent. Um <laughs>
1: That was an endorsement from him, folks. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um
1: High self-esteem is not his problem, that's all we're saying.
2: <laughs> well, I'm a am a newer agent when it comes mm-hmm. to this stuff,
1: so. Well, what do um, you th- what do you think an appraiser would give you for each one of those square feet that are different?
2: For each 100 or 1
1: you could do it either way, for the whole 100 square feet or each of the 100 square feet that are different?
2: Um, in my head, for every 100 square feet, about
1: $10,000. Okay, so that would be $100 a square foot. Right? Sounds right, yeah. Okay, the correct answer is $35. 35 Yeah. People grossly overvalue square footage. Appraisers don't do that. And by the way, gang, if any of this that we're talking about on this podcast or any of the podcasts starring Brian Clark – makes sense to you and you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help. If you would like to learn more, you can always call me anytime at 480-385-8810 here at the big Fearless Agent headquarters in Scottsdale, Arizona. That's my cell phone. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do, if it would be a good fit. If it is a good fit, you're going to get rich. If it's not a good fit, then uh, I'm still going to help you so you don't need to worry. No pressure. And I love talking to realtors. Don't think you're ever bothering me. Do not email to me. Do not text to me. Always call me at 480-385-8810. If you can't afford coaching but you wish you could, go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our free webinar. It's about 45 minutes. Take lots of notes Go to the video training page. There's a bunch of videos there. And those free videos would be much better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in any amount of money in America. And if you ever have a question, you can always call me because we want you to get successful quick. And go to fearlessagent.com. So if the... uh, So we make adjustments for the differences. So there could be a number of bedroom difference. There could be a bathroom difference. There could be a a lot size difference, uh, parking difference. So you'd make your adjustments. And then if yours is better than in any way the comp, you would add money to the comp's price because we're trying to make the comp like yours. If yours is worse than the comp, like if – if the comp has four bedrooms and yours has three that's worse than we would subtract the money from the comps price and then you make your adjustments and then uh, then that price that you came up with that's the price at which you must be priced below and then you look at the days on the market so if the days on the market on the comp is sixty then let's say let's say we found a comp and after adjusting the price we come up to uh, you know, one hundred and forty-eight thousand, or something like that. Okay, so um, if it's been on the market for sixty days on one hundred and forty-eight thousand, we know one hundred percent for sure it couldn't possibly be worth one forty-five. It could be worth one forty, but there is no evidence of that. So you'd have to be priced below one forty. Okay, fair market value could not be more than 140 for sure. Um if it's only been on the market 2 days, well that wouldn't wouldn't tell you anything. But if it's been on right. the market a while, that would tell you something. That it would it would tell you it's you know, for real overpriced. So so hopefully that'll help you. So do that little exercise and then uh, you know, if you have more questions, call me about that. Well, any, any other questions about pricing? Yes, yeah, so or In that this one?
2: initial search, are we including um, REOs, anything like that? Should we take them out?
1: Yeah, I don't think you should have weird things. Uh, well, REO, um, yeah, I, I would give less weight to that.
2: Okay, because we do have a lot of REOs and short sales.
1: Well, if you have a lot of REOs and short sales in the area, that also is proof it's in the middle of nowhere because close to town, the the REO thing is over.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and not New Jersey.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not so sure about that. I think <laughs> well, if we'll you get, I, I think if them. you go to downtown Philadelphia, and you go to the nearest 1960s neighborhood outside of Philadelphia that is not the hood but it's on the good side of town i think there was not a single reo or short sale i'll bet probably yeah i have one thing if you look at a map of any down of any downtown area uh when there was a ton of foreclosures uh they were in a ring around the outskirts of town so the the things that always have problems. When the when the market goes down, there are certain types of properties that get hurt the first. It's the outskirts of town because nobody needs to live in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's luxury. Luxury always tanks the very first. It's the first thing to go down because you don't need a luxury house. You could live in a smaller house. You need a house, right. but you don't need a luxury house. Luxury, by the way, doesn't mean price. It means 4,000 square feet or more. And then okay. uh, uh, multifamily, that junk never goes up in value, and it commonly goes down, and condos. So single-family homes in older neighborhoods never get hurt, never. So that's the okay. good news. Now, the, now go
2: ahead. also the as far as the 10-mile search, so do you my, – my issue is – Oh, that's. That I'm glad so you brought that
1: up. Better than means closer to town. So if you do that search and you find the one you say, oh, this one might be – so all things considered, which would I rather live in is what you're doing if I was the buyer. By the way, the buyer mindset – see, I don't want you – when you're doing a CMA, I don't want you ever saying I'm trying to justify the value that the seller wants. That is the at, the exact opposite of what, what I want you to think. Why in the world would I ever pay X for this piece of crap is what I want you to think. That's what buyers think. Why in the world would I ever pay this for this piece of junk here? Right. So there's no pride of ownership in the buyer's mind. There's no, oh, this is my new listing and I want the seller to like me in the buyer's mind. So get all of that junk out of your head. So – You've got to be objective. And, you know, you're, again, the goal of this is to what is the price at which I would get one showing a day, no more or no less. That's what we're oh, trying right. to guess. And you're guessing. You know, that, that's the truth. You're guessing. You're going <laughs> to yeah, be wrong, but you don't want to be way wrong. And if right. you're going to be wrong, be wrong low. You can never yeah, hurt that's yourself that's by true. being underpriced.
2: And that doesn't matter um, as far as crossing boundaries of different towns and school districts, as far as that? that no, I wouldn't
1: 30. I wouldn't say that doesn't matter, but um, that, that's generally I speaking, to. I think it doesn't <laughs> matter. Okay. No. Because not everybody has kids. That's thing. true. You know, usually when people say, oh, this – Neighborhood is in a good school district. Um, Well, the truth is they don't build good schools in crappy neighborhoods, do they? You're never going to go to the hood and find the most elite high school ever. So the truth is the neighborhood was already good. And then they built the high school. And the kids that have parents that spent enough money to live in the nicest neighborhood, they generally – Don't have dumb kids and it's probably has nothing to do with the teachers. It's probably the kids already show up smarter. That's my guess. But there's not very many super nice elite neighborhoods with very crappy schools. Right. So I don't I don't think it's about the schools making the neighborhood more expensive. I think the neighborhood was more expensive. Period. Bigger square footage. Nicer looking, more homogeneous. You know, not a not a house next to a trailer park, next to a strip club, next to a strip mall. You know, that kind of industrial train tracks, that right. kind of crap.
2: Well, that because that's what happens in this in this area. If you go um, ten miles out, you you could jump. Well,
1: like again, you're going to take roll. all of that in mind, all things okay. considered. So the things to consider are the features. The square footage, the um, location, and the condition. So of all those things I mentioned, which matters the most?
2: Uh, location.
1: Right. Which matters the least? Uh, condition. Yes, condition. Yeah, a remodeled kitchen isn't worth anything because I can always remodel the kitchen to any house. But I can't change the location. Once you're stuck in the hood, you're there. Enjoy it.
2: Okay. No, that makes makes sense. Okay.
1: If everybody has spinners on their car, it's the hood. A rule of thumb, if you see a guy with no shirt and his hat on backwards and Levi's riding a girl's bicycle – you can buy crack in that neighborhood. That's been my experience. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ramon, does that sound right to you? Yeah, he thinks. He <laughs> thinks that's right. That's the hood. Well, once again, Brian, do you have any other questions? Last minute question?
0: Um, let me see what I got here on my little
1: board. You know, I'm packing. <laughs> I'm packing to go to the National Speakers Association National Convention in Denver. And I, I've waited till the last minute. Dude, does anybody else ever do this? You just wait till the last minute, and then, then it's like drunk packing. You're wadding your suit into a ball and just cramming it in there, you know, because I have an early flight <laughs> tomorrow. No other questions? Yeah, that's... Uh, um hear you know, that dead I, air, Ramon? Don't you love that stuff? Oh, my goodness gracious. I, well, I,
2: have, I write them all down. So I Okay, when I call Bob next, I got this question, this question, and you, you pretty much hit everything in the last two. Uh, well, that's
1: good because the podcast is over. So once again, we want to thank you, Brian. Brian, if you want to get a referral, they would have to call you at 856-625-1184, toll-free day or night, send you business in Franklin, the greater Franklin, New Jersey metroplex, as I like to call it. South Jersey is really that. South Jersey is what we call it. You from Jersey? I'm from Jersey? That's what we say. So once again, we want to thank you all for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Toll-free, day or night. Give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. And until next week, always do what all fearless agents do, have fun, and be humble. But most of all, be fearless. Bye, gang. Thanks.